RSV Triton to any ships in range. We've capsized and require immediate assistance. Twenty-two years ago today, on August 7th, a research vessel went down in the Indian Ocean. The ship was owned and operated by a privately funded research group called Fathoms Incorporated and was doing seismic research when it was hit by a rogue wave and capsized. It wasn't a big story. Only the BBC mentioned it. A scientific research vessel, the RSV Triton, has capsized off the coast of Bali. All 17 crew members aboard are reported to have perished. I know it's grim, but I kind of laugh whenever I hear that clip. The prefix RSV means research vessel, so he's literally saying a scientific research vessel, the research vessel Triton. <laughs> anyway, the Bali Coast Guard did an investigation, and the insurance company sent their own investigators to ensure it wasn't fraud, which I've discovered is quite common. In the end, it was ruled an accident. Turns out, rogue waves are a very real and very dangerous thing. Since the first humans took to the sea, sailors have told stories of huge waves, 10 stories high, vertical walls of water that come out of nowhere and eat ships like great frothing sea monsters. For centuries, these stories were dismissed as tall tales, but it turns out that so-called rogue waves are actually terrifyingly common. Scientists from the European Union's Max Wave Project have analyzed 30,000 satellite images and have discovered that waves measuring at least 80 feet appeared approximately three times per week. So, case closed. The investigators went home and the insurance company closed the file. Families were notified, payouts were made, and funerals were held. Life went on, for some people. I never forget that day because August 7th is my birthday. Also, my dad was on that ship. His name was Andrew James Hudson, but everybody called him AJ. He was a deckhand. He loved pilsners and poker and dirty jokes. Um, when he got a few drinks in him, he'd sing, loudly and off-key. But he could also be sweet. He liked doing nice things for people and not taking credit. Or so I'm told. I never got to meet him, but I do have this. Hey, this is AJ. I'm recording this for my daughter who... <sighs> this is dumb. Keep going. Sophia... On the day you were born, your dad was stuck on a ship in the middle of the Indian Ocean. But even though he couldn't be there, he was thinking about you every second. I can't wait to meet you. Take care of your mom until I get back. Dad, you'll make sure this gets to them? Yeah, of course. The second voice on the tape is a woman named Ren Tanaka. She was a diver and a member of the science team. We'll talk about her later because she is very important. Because I don't think she's dead. And I don't think the wreck was some freak accident. 
but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start at the beginning. The RSV Triton was designed by the NCO Group out of Finland and is 104 meters long and weighs over 6,000 tons. It contains state-of-the-art seismic research equipment as well as some proprietary tools developed by its owner, Fathoms Incorporated. Okay, so we got to talk about Fathoms Incorporated here for a sec because, well, they're kind of an enigma. Their online presence has been erased. There are a few passing mentions to the company in online business registries, and the name crops up in a blog belonging to one of the lost crew members. Unfortunately, the blog hasn't been updated in 20 years, and the author, an engineer's apprentice named Kevin Chen, only alludes to the fact that he was hired by Fathoms and was excited to get started. So, no help there. I finally found a contact number for the company on some old incorporation documents, and I gave it a call. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. So what is Fathoms Inc.? Where did they get the money to custom build a state-of-the-art research vessel and crew it with 16 people? And what were they doing in the middle of the Indian Ocean when they got hit by that rogue wave, if that's what actually happened? Before I get any further, a disclaimer. I'm not a reporter or a private investigator. I'm also not into conspiracy theories. I don't believe in the deep state. I don't think the government planned 9-11. And yet, I just... I think about how different my life would have been if Dad had been around. How different it would have been for Mom, who had to raise me and my brother alone on a dental hygienist salary. How different it would have been for my brother Carl, who gets told constantly that he's the spitting image of a man he barely knew. There are a few things we know for sure. Dad liked his job. He had friends on that boat. And he liked his boss. It's spotted Linkia. They can regenerate entire limbs, you know. Imagine that. That's Dr. Magnus Lindstrom, the founder of Fathoms Inc. and head scientist on board the RSV Triton. He was born in Gothenburg, Sweden, and went to university in Scotland, where he earned double doctorates in geophysics and evolutionary biology. Oh, take a look at those glowworms. You never see such a large concentration of arachnocampa this far below sea level. Before founding Fathoms, he was a tenured professor at Duke University. I spoke with a few students who remembered him from his days on campus. Yeah, I took bio with Dr. Lindstrom. I was in his grad seminar. I remember he was always using quotes. Seriously, every other sentence was like some bit of poetry or whatever. One equal temper of heroic hearts made weak by time and fate, but strong in will. I read Kipling because of him. I remember he was obsessed with this weird sound thing, like sonar, or no, that's not right. It started with an S. Cymatics. Cymatics. God, I still have no idea what that is. It's the study of vibrational resonance patterns. You know how sound can create ripples on water, right? That's cymatics. It's the study of how sound can affect matter. It's controversial because of the links to spirituality, but it's grounded in real science. Half the time, I never knew what the doc was talking about. But I still loved his class. I still don't know why he left the university. I heard a rumor 
he went crazy and he's living on the street. It happens. Typically, tenured professors don't walk off the job. But Lindstrom did. And my dad's partially responsible for that. When my brother was born, dad wanted to be able to stick closer to home so he could help out. So he opened a small charter company. They had one leaky boat and their office was a table in the back of the local pub. But they made a go of it for a couple of years. Can you hear me now? That's Greg, my dad's business partner. I spoke to him over the phone. Hold on, I'll go outside. Pepper, down. He now lives in Nassau, where he works as a bartender slash boat driver slash handyman slash dog rescuer. Bahamas got a real problem with stray dogs. Seriously, there are thousands of them just wandering the street. We round them up and find them good homes. That sounds dangerous. Nah, dogs don't. Got a mean bone in their body. It's people who turn them bad. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Hey, my pleasure. I loved your dad. He was my best bud in high school. Man, the stuff we got up to. Your dad was a hellraiser. So I've heard. Some of the stuff we did. I'm amazed we're still alive. <laughs> like like the time we tied a rope to the back of my pickup truck and we went bombing around the sand dunes with someone sledding behind us. Ah, such a bad idea. <laughs> right. Uh, listen, I wanted to ask you about the charter company you ran together. I'm still bummed that didn't work out. Yeah, uh, specifically, I'm interested in the... scientist. Yeah. I kind of figured. Hold on. I'll need a drink for this. Sit down. Ow! Oh, are you okay? (sighs) Yeah. Currently got like eight dogs at my place. Mostly ones that can't find homes. you, You ever seen a pot cake dog? They're cute as hell. Smart, too. Pepper here has learned how to ring the doorbell when he wants in. Oh, uh, that's really charming, but we there, should probably... I'll show you. Pepper, ring the doorbell. Uh, Greg? Come on, girl. You know how to do this. Greg, can we just get back to the... Good girl. Isn't that amazing? <sighs> yeah. People always underestimate dogs, but... Greg, the scientist. So uh, it was the end of the summer. Fishing was lousy that season, so we were pretty desperate for clients. And this guy shows up. He's got this weird accent, like Irish. Uh, Swedish, actually, and Scottish. Whatever. He, he wanted to test some special equipment he designed. Something about sound waves underwater. Okay, so now I need to get a little science so this next part makes any sense. You heard those students mention Lindstrom's pet obsession, cymatics. It's hard to grasp, I know. But basically, it's the science of how things, material things, are affected by sound. How sound can create patterns in sand, form beautiful shapes like mandalas and stuff you'd expect on stained glass windows. Well, Lindstrom took that theory one step further. He believed cymatics were a window into the undiscovered potential of sound, that harmonic frequencies could contain dense layers of information. I know this because he published several papers on the subject. Now, sending information over audio isn't new. DSP, or digital signal processing, has been around for a while, but Lindstrom believed that it's been happening in nature for a long, long time and he developed technology to track it that he called cymatic signal processing. 
he started finding areas of concentrated cymatic activity. One of those areas was just off the coast of Florida, where my dad and Greg had their small charter company. So the area where he found these signals or whatever was in the Resolute Trench, but a lot of the charters won't go near it. People call it the crypt because there have been so many wrecks, but like I said, we're desperate. So we had out AJ and me, this Lindstrom guy, and this, this grad student who barely said two words the whole time. At first I'm thinking, what's all the fuss? The sky is robin' egg blue. We're making great time. AJ and Lindstrom are even sharing a bottle of Lagavulin, this peaty scotch the doc likes. But further out, it gets darker. Storms brewing a couple miles. Big, heavy clouds, black, and like diesel fumes. Well, I get nervous, and I tell AJ we should turn back. He doesn't want to. Always had to prove he had the biggest balls around your dad. It's two against one. And even though I can tell the grad student's getting nervous, she doesn't say anything. So, we keep going. Finally get to the trench. Boats being tossed around, Lindstrom and the grad student. God, I wish I could remember her name. They send this probe down. And then we huddle around this monitor, big cans on our ears. For a long time, we don't hear nothing. Bit of a whale song clicks that are apparently from the sea floor, a rumbling that I thought was an earthquake but was apparently a passing oil tanker. Meanwhile, we're being bounced around like clothes in a dryer, and that storm's bearing down on us. I'm pissed. AJ and I get into a shouting match. I say, we need to leave now. Then Lindstrom starts waving his hands like a maniac, telling us to shut up. We put on our headphones, and we hear this. First, we think it might be military, but Lindstrom said that he got assurances that there aren't any military installations broadcasting in the area. It's too powerful to be made by an animal. Blue whales ain't that big. Whatever made that sound, Lindstrom says, it has to be enormous. Just then, we get hit broadside and almost capsized. AJ gives in, and we head back. Lindstrom has this crazed look, like a beer that's just been shook. Something started for him. Did you ever go back? Hell no. Why not? Other than the fact that we almost died. Come on, you had to be curious. AJ said the same thing. When Lindstrom offered him that job on that boat, he wanted me to come. But I said, no way. Why not? You ever read Lovecraft? Uh, Call of Cthulhu, of course. There's this passage in... Mountains of madness. It is absolutely necessary for the peace and safety of mankind that some of Earth's dark, dead corners and unplumbed depths be let alone, lest sleeping abnormalities wake to resurgent life and blasphemously surviving nightmares squirm and splash out of their black lairs to newer and wider conquests. After I hung up with Greg, I did some checking and confirmed my suspicion. That grad student whose name Greg couldn't remember? Her name was Rentanaka.
The Triton Incident is produced by Archaeact Interactive and is a tie-in for the virtual reality game Freediver Triton Down. This episode was written by Peter Boychuk. Sound design and mixing by Sonder Moyles. Starring Tara Pratt as Sophia and Sebastian Archibald as Greg. Also featuring the voice talents of Simon Clay, Liam McCauley, Laura Reynolds, and Richard Newman. All music in this episode is used under Creative Commons. The Navy Hymn is performed by the United States Navy Band. Additional music was composed by Lee Rosavera. Freediver Triton Down is available on the Oculus Quest, PlayStation VR, the HTC Vive, and the Oculus Rift. For early access to new episodes and community discussion, join our Discord server. Check the show notes for the invite link. Thank you.